blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we've got two TTT players of fame, but who will stake the winning claim in today's timely trivia game? In one corner, his killer pop culture knowledge should be a war crime. When he plays Pokemon, he always uses Mr. Mime, and his favorite Miley Cyrus song is The Climb. It's Scott Primetime Grimes. What's up, Scott? Welcome back to the show. I do love that song. It's a, it's a powerful. That's, it's very powerful. It's really, 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 when she made that transition from Miley Cyrus, from Hannah Montana to, yeah. to Hey, I'm Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and that last song movie, it's an underrated Hemsworth film. All right. So <laughs> sure. I really appreciate that intro. Um, thank you for having me back on, guys. I really enjoy hanging out with the Speed Brothers on podcasts. That's what I've learned. And uh, so I'm excited to be here. If you're listening, you've, I'm sure you've heard me lose on this game before, so I'm not going to plug anything because that's a negative. It's negative publicity at this point. <laughs> you just, yeah, you're you're not doing yourself any favors. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll wait, wait to the end. We'll see if you win or not win against our other opponent in the other corner. In mad trivia skills, she'd be drowning. Mean mugging is her way of frowning, and she's always for real. She's never clowning. It's the dastardly Daniela Browning. Hey, Daniela, welcome back to the show. Hello, hello. <laughs> How are you doing? And please uh, remind everybody a little bit about you. I am doing well, thank you. Uh, I am Daniela Browning from Ottawa, Canada, uh, and I am just very excited. I will have a little thing that the last time I was on, which was for the uh, getting ready for the whole yeah, trivia the competition. The playing rounds? Yeah. yeah. Um, my daughter was very annoyed because I'd, I'd, by complete coincidence, been on several podcasts relatively close together and she's like if you win do you have to go again and she goes i'm like yes well, that means i get into the competition and she's like then come in second and i did <laughs> wow. and, however today she goes i'm like so am i allowed to win today she's like oh yeah you know you can win today okay good <laughs> you haven't done this in a while so it's fine so i have her blessing like last time which it was like no just come second. Wow. Well, hopefully she'll give you a, a little bit more support uh, come the next play in round as uh, the tournament will be coming up again uh, pretty much early next year. We'll talk more about that later, but but thank you. We're excited to have you back. And as always, we're excited to learn our rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Now that we know the rules of our little show, I want to get to know Scott and Daniela just a tiny bit better. And... Um I don't know if I've, I've shouted it out on this show often, but I have on many other shows that one of my favorite sitcoms of all time is the amazing Seinfeld. I don't know if you guys are fans of the show. If you're not, you should be. I want to know who is your favorite Seinfeld character and why. And it doesn't have to be one of the main four. It can be anybody. But who is your favorite Seinfeld character and why? I think I've seen two episodes my entire life. <laughs> That's not gonna help. It was it was just before I started like actually watching. I was still watching TGIF when Seinfeld Seinfeld was on. Mm-hmm. Uh, only because it's the only one I know outside of the original four. I'm just gonna go with the Soup Nazi. Good, Good shout. Good shout. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with George Costanza. You know, I just I felt like the '90s were a time in sitcoms when people who didn't look traditional where it started to get more shine and george is kind of the epitome of that right like he's not your 
typical leading man. You know, he didn't have the good looks, but he was crucial to that show. And I feel like he's kind of the heart of that show. And so how could I not go with, with the heart of, of that show? Sure. Uh, and as many people know, he might have uh, probably been based a little bit off Larry David, who was the co-creator of the show, along with Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, the Soup Nazi Fantastic, uh, based on a, a legit person in New York that Larry found, who is that kind of that crazy and that controlling. But I got to go with George Costanza. He, the correct answer is Newman. Uh, Newman Wayne Knight would have been the winning uh, pick over everybody. He's also a UGA grad. Go dogs. Um, but besides <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I got to go with uh, George Costanza. That is the superior choice here. So that means, Scott, you get to pick first. I'm going to take music. Okay. Hoping for an early throwback. I am. And your decade is the 2000s. The 2000s. And you're going to get your wish as we're going to start off in the throwback lounge. I, Scott. Scott, I need you to name the group of this 2000 song that charted at number seven on the modern rock charts. Because I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. Yeah, I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. Listen to Iron Maiden, baby, with me. Oh, hey. It's like trying to find, it's like searching for the Daily Double, and then you get it right <laughs> off the bat. I got, that, that, that's incredible. Um, it's funny, just the other day I saw an Instagram video of the lead singer of this band, like singing the whole song in falsetto. Which was also incredible somehow. Uh, this is Weedus. Yes, uh, Teenage Dirtbag is by the band Weedus. Weedus. I thought that was a difficult enough uh, group name. I didn't want to give any difficult uh, lyrics to that one. So, all right, great job, Scott. Starting off exactly where he wanted to be. Daniela, can you start as powerfully? We shall try. I'll go with fashion. Okay. Your decade is the 60s. Though founded in 1947 by Max Adler as a mail-order catalog, what North American mall retailer specializing in novelty and gag gifts opened its first retail store in the Cherry Hill Mall in Cherry Hill, New Jersey in 1963, which is still in operation today? Is it Spencer's Gifts? His full name is Max Spencer Adler, and it is Spencer's Gifts. Good get. All right, Scott, we are back to you. I will take TV. Okay. Your decade is the 50s. All right. I'll take something else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and this is this is, uh, this is is coming. I've, I've put, I'll just throw it out there. I've put toothpaste stuff in food before, and I've gotten yelled at, but this is a particularly a commercial question. Uh, so here we go. From a popular 1950s TV commercial jingle, You'll wonder where the yellow went when you brush your teeth with what toothpaste? Oh, okay. You'll wonder where the yellow went. So obviously I have the major toothpaste brands in my head, but I'm wondering if there's a rhyme in there. So I'm going to go with Fixident, hoping that they rhymed in the jingle. Fixident is incorrect. Daniela, can you steal? Sorry, can I get a reread there? You can. From a popular 1950s TV commercial jingle, you'll wonder where the yellow went when you brush your teeth with what toothpaste? The only one I can think of. I can think of Crest, Colgate, other toothpastes. Uh, I agree that Fixident makes the most sense for the rhyme. Thank you. <laughs> I'm with you there. Um... Who's been around longer, Crest or Colgate? Let's go with Crest. Crest is incorrect. So, Scott and yeah, Daniel, you guys had it right. The rhyme was important, but this uh, toothpaste brand is not here anymore, but you might have heard of Pepsodent. Pepsodent. That Mm. was the toothpaste brand. Toothpaste. Never brand. heard of it. All right. I like mine better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Unfortunately, no points awarded. But Daniela, we are back to you. All right. Let's go. Literature. All right. Coming at you. From the 70s. Published in 1970, 
What was the first of the posthumously released novels of Ernest Hemingway? Thirteen years later, Dolly and Kenny would have a number one hit song named after it. The Gambler? The Gambler is incorrect. Um, wait a second, I'm a boob. <laughs> I'm a boob is also incorrect. Sorry, but, no. uh, Scott, <laughs> Scott, can you steal? I'm, I'm a boob, but that was a, a solo hit by Dolly. Yeah, that, right. there you go. <laughs> When I think Dolly and Kenny, the first thing that comes to mind is Islands in the Stream. So I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that. Islands in the Stream is correct. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Just needed a second to think. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right, Scott gets a steal, and you get to pick your own category. Left, we still have movies, news, and politics, slang, toys and games, sports, and food. I'm gonna take movies. And your decade is the 90s. In a horrific accident, an improperly loaded prop gun on the set of The Crow resulted in the death of what actor at the age of 28? Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee is correct. Daniela, we're back to you. All right, let's do food. Food. Sounds good. Also from the 90s. What brand of rolled corn tortilla chips made its debut in Mexico in 1999? It comes in numerous flavors, the best-selling of which is the Chili Lime Fuego flavor, sold in distinctive purple bags. Oh, jeez. Now, did these make it over the border? <laughs> the northern border, not the southern. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's got to go two borders up for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God. I think I can see the bag from like when I was in the U.S. Now I just gotta find the name. Oh, come on! Yeah, I'm gonna have to pass. I I, I can see the bag, but it, the name's not coming to me. All right, Scott, do you know this treat? I, I'm a pretty simple guy when it comes to chips. You know, I eat like Doritos and Lay's, so I, I don't really go all out there like like the kids do with their chips. I have a guess just because I've seen a bunch of bags of them, especially since moving here to California. Um, and I know that the kids love them here. And it's a purple one. So I'm going to say Takis. Takis is correct. They're everywhere. Takis are everywhere, people. Kid, kids <laughs> love their Takis. Okay. Just maybe not in Canada. Yeah, just maybe, yeah. No, now that you say that, I think I they are here. Not as like wide a variety, mm. but I have seen yeah. them here. Yeah. Like I said, but that was not going to come to me. Okay. All right, Scott, you get a steal. And what uh, category would you like? I'm going to take slang. Also the 90s. Wow. Staying in the 90s. As computers got more advanced, there needed to be new words for the various huge sizes of hard drives. The scale goes kilo, mega, giga, tera, peta, Exa, and then what term that was first used in 1993? So kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte, terabyte, petabyte, exabyte. What's next? I didn't even know it went yeah. as high as exabyte. What's after that? Where can you go from there? Um, one more time, please. The yep. the just the the names. Sure. So uh, the scale goes: kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte, terabyte, petabyte, exabyte. And then what term that was first used in 1993? Ultrabyte. Ultrabyte. That's a, that's a good name, but that is right? incorrect. Daniela, can you steal? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. Okay, that's not that's not safe for out loudness. Um <laughs> If you saw the two computers sitting in front of me, because I'm in my husband's office, you would understand that how annoyed I am that I don't know the answer to this because he definitely does. Um, a lot of bite. I, I got a lot, a lot of bites. <laughs> a lot of bites. Right a lot there. of bite. Mike, Ty Mike Tyson had that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, it is incorrect. Uh, no, this term, which yeah, I hadn't really heard of, because I mean, we haven't. Regular people have not gotten to this size yet, but these are zettabytes. Zeta, Z-E-T-A, zettabytes. All right. All right. No points awarded, Daniela. We are back to you, and you still get either 
news and politics, toys and games, or sports or movies. Oh no, no movies are already done. Never mind. Scratch that. Ah, jeez, Louise, this is not going my way today. Uh, toys and games. It's the two thousands. Okay, I have a chance. What one word spaghetti western themed card game released in two thousand and two? Pits a sheriff, deputies, renegade, and outlaws against each other. And that chance is gone. <laughs> okay. Oh. So Western-style game that had pits the... Mm-hmm. I, I'll read it again uh, for you. Yeah, if you don't mind. What one-word spaghetti Western-themed card game released in 2002 pits a sheriff, deputies, renegade, and outlaws against each other? I've got nothing. Um, do, 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 do. That's only one word. Everything I can come up with has multiple words in it. Bonanza? Bonanza is incorrect. Scott, can you steal? Sounds like a card game. Uh, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm not sure. Again, like my chips, I'm simple when it comes to my card games, right? Give me some Uno, some Go Fish. Um, so I must not have ventured into into this game also by 2003 i wasn't playing card games right video games were out come on um (laughs) so i'm gonna just go off of one word spaghetti western let's see saloon that doesn't sound like it would be a card game spur no i don't know if i like that i'm gonna go desperado that sounds like a fun card game let's go desperado desperado uh you've come to your senses but this is not the correct term uh it's not the right word uh john you are the card game and player the board game person in our family do you know this one i'm taking a guess um i've not played this game but i've seen it at the uh board game store that i go to very regularly and i'm guessing this is it is it called bang bang is the answer i was looking for so I hadn't actually played it either, but it came up on a lot of, like, best of the decades games that I was seeing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was hoping somebody would get it, but unfortunately, not. All right. And I think we are back to Scott. I'm going to take news and politics. Okay. It's the 70s. On September 9th, 1976, what founder of the People's Republic of China died from illness? Despite his request to be cremated, his body was permanently put on display in a mausoleum in order for the Chinese nation to pay its respects. This is when I have to be careful because my mouth usually gets me in trouble. So for the and I and I love this show and I don't want this show to get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> I love this show. I, I would feel terrible if that happened. So for the sake of 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 not getting you canceled and keeping you on the air, I'm going to just pass. Okay. All right. We're going to pass. Daniela, do you know this answer? Jeebus. <laughs> Help uh... me, Jeebus. <laughs> <sighs> Is it Mao? I'm going to need you to be more specific. Damn it. <laughs> That's all I had. Uh, okay. Uh... Oh, God. I can only think of him as Chairman Mao. I don't... I, I'm sure he had another name, but... Not one that I'm going to be able to get. Yeah. Is Chairman Mao enough? Uh, if I'm not taking Mao, I'm not going to take Chairman Mao. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. He might have just no. gone by that, but I feel like I needed the whole thing. John, do you know who I'm talking about? Is it Mao Zedong? Mao Zedong. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mao Zedong. It's, I'm sure it's exactly who you were thinking of. Yeah. Daniel. Yeah. I just, I only knew Mao. I knew Chairman Mao. That sure. was it. Sure. I mean, I mean... I, I will I will make this advocation for Daniela. Um, I believe, and I cannot remember if this is exactly how we are saying it correctly, but I do believe that in China they definitely typically typically say the last name first. Yeah, that you're right. You're probably right. I think they do do that. And if we're using Jeopardy rules, that would be the last name. Mm. And no one does refer to him as Zedong. Everyone does refer to him as Mao. Mao. That's less. Scott, what do you think? I think it's three behind. (laughs) No, I I think Mao is acceptable unless there are multiple Mao's that fit. Like, you know, if there's another Mao, then it wouldn't, right? Because then you have to be more specific. If there hasn't been another individual in that position that has the name Mao, then yeah, you should give it to her. Let's see. Right? It's like if you answer Smith, but there are two Smiths, 
then you have to be more specific. But if there's only one Smith that fits, then you get it. I type in Mao leadership China, Mao leader of China, and I all I'm getting is Mao Zedong. So then there you go. I, all right. I think you. I think you have to get. All it right, there. Danielle, you're getting those points. <laughs> Good job. Good job. And that and that's going to leave you with sports to end round one. And there go those points again. <laughs> it's the 2000s. Okay. After Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth, who has the next most career home runs in MLB history with 703, hitting his first professional homer in April of 2001 for the St. Louis Cardinals? You want to know what sport I know nothing about? <laughs> Curling. No, you probably know about curling. Actually, I actually know a decent amount about curling. <laughs> Baseball. I'm. I sung the national anthem at the Blue Jays game. Wow, that's uh, pretty cool. Part of, part, part of a choir. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me sing by myself. <laughs> um, but my kids inform me of that constantly. Um, but uh, now baseball is my least. Yeah. I do the same thing. I hit, I hit a home run at Fulton County Stadium. Um, but it was uh, part of a little league game, so it doesn't really, it wasn't the full. <laughs> hey, that field. is still impressive. But I still say it. I still tell it. Oh yeah, yeah. I hit a home run in a professional. Uh, yeah. Did, yeah. Did, no, my favorite you, part of does the caveat need to be that that entire setup was in the outfield and you? No, didn't you don't need to say play. that. I was in the stadium. <laughs> I was on the field. <laughs> it counts. It counts. It. Um, if I get Mao, you get that. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. Baseball player name. No, okay. Maguire was too early for that, and I'm pretty sure he got all his stuff erased, didn't he? Anyways, he got in trouble. I remember that. Uh, uh maybe be- he played for the Blue Jays. Let's try him. Uh, Batista? Or is that his name? Maybe? Batista is a blue, uh, he was a, a blue Jay, I do believe. But- yeah, he's the one who did the throwing of the bat, and it was a huge meme. Yes, yes, ex- exactly. But I was asking but, for but, a St. Louis Cardinal, not a Blue Jay. Uh, oh, sorry. I completely missed that part of the question. I just thought it was a player, not got, a Cardinal. You got trapped in. Uh, so Batista oh. is incorrect, Scott. Then I could have just said Joe Smith because I was not going to get it. Yeah, well. All right, Scott, can you steal? Or I know you can steal. Yeah, you know you know I can steal. Um, he's only like my favorite player of all time, so this is that. perfect. I saw him hit a home run in Dodger Stadium a couple years ago, which was incredible. One of the last home runs of his career, uh, but that was great. This is Albert Pujols. This is Albert Pujols. All right. There was not a chance in hell I was getting this. <laughs> when, when, when you're like, let me just throw out a baseball name, I'm like, I don't think she's going to get there. No, no, <laughs> no, not a chance. Absolutely not a chance. No. All right. That is the end of round one. John, how are things looking? All right. Well, Scott does have a significant lead, but I have good feelings for Danielle for round two. Scott has 50 and Daniela has 20. That's right. That's not that much. You can come back a couple steals. You're back in this game. And so maybe you'll get a steal at this beginning because as Scott started off round one, that means he's going to start off round two with Daniela picking the category for him. All right. Here's the problem. He got almost all of them right, so I don't know what he doesn't know. Uh, let's give him fashion just to See if I can throw a curveball. Hey, that was a sports reference. Good job. You know a little bit about baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have our first 80s question. Okay. In 1983, Olympic pole vaulter Tom Hintnaus became famous for being the first male underwear model in the iconic advertising campaign for what fashion brand? I'm going to say Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein is correct. So way before Mark Wahlberg and others did it, uh, the pole vaulter did it. So, yep. Of course, of course you want to start with a pole vaulter. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Naturally. They're the sexiest athletes out there. We all know this. <laughs> Listen, your pole vault looks real good in those Calvins, all right? <laughs> oh, hey uh, All right. Scott, what do you want to pick for Daniela? I mean, I've got to keep the strategy going and give her sports. <laughs> okay, it makes sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Your decade is the 50s. Whew. The first NHL game to be broadcast on television occurred on October 11th, 1952, when a French-language CBC station aired the matchup between the Detroit Red Wings and what team? 
I'm going to have to say the Montreal Canadiens. When you think French and NHL, you go to the Montreal Canadiens. Good job. Uh, At least uh, something was in my wheelhouse. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Daniela, what do you want to give to Scott next? Let's give him toys and games. Okay. Little toys and games. And that is also the 50s. Introduced in 1959, what type of plastic toy with furry with furry uh, combed hair was also originally known as a dam doll after their cre- after their creator Danish woodcutter Thomas Dam. The inspiration came from creatures in old Scandinavian folklore. Plastic doll with hair with furry hair, furry. That's interesting. I'm trying to think if I had any plastic dolls with no i definitely had plastic dolls with furry hair but they probably weren't these dolls um yeah i don't know for sure um just thinking of plastic dolls in general and then trying to think if any of them had furry hair but nothing's coming to me i'm gonna go with trolls because they had combable hair i don't know if it was furry but i'll say trolls troll dolls is correct I guess that counts as furry. I don't know. Yeah, they're furry. Furry combed so. up hair, and they're yeah. from their creatures from Scandinavian folklore. Trolls, absolutely. All right. He gets the toys and games. And now, Scott, what do you want to give to Daniela? Don't know. Um, let's give Daniela TV. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. And we've got a question from Ian Schultz. Thank you very much, Ian. Shown at 11.59 p.m. on January 1st, 1971, the last cigarette ad on American television aired, since a ban on them would go into effect at midnight. What brand with the motto, This is the taste for today's woman, aired this ad? Gone which who did more female cigarettes, which is a strange thing to say. No, that was definitely a person, a dude. Silence makes for a great podcast. <laughs> right. I'll cut it down so you sound smarter when you're thinking. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, let's say Benson and Hedges. Benson and Hedges is incorrect. Scott, can you steal? No, I doubt it. <laughs> Again, I, I cigarettes and women together is not usually something that I'm quite fond of. So, and I'm sure, like Daniela did, I'm thinking of the different companies. There's like the Marlboro Man. I don't think they were marketing that to women because, and you know, Camel seems like again it was for more for men. So I have no idea. Um, 1971. I will. I'll. I'll say Camel just because I know that they were a prevalent brand at the time. Yep, Camel is absolutely prevalent, but this is not the brand that aired the last uh, cigarette commercial on TV. No, this is uh, the brand that did almost exclusively um, advertise to women. They, it was Virginia Slims. Oh, Virginia Slims. That's that what I sense. had in my head. Yep. Not one I thought of right away. Yep. All right. Uh, and now Daniela is picking for Scott. Okay, let's do slang. Okay. Your decade is the 60s. In the 60s, a girl who stuffed her bra with tissues was said to have what two-word alliterative slang? Alliterative, okay. Um, uh, I'm going to buy some time. Can you read it again, please? I can. In the 60s, a girl who stuffed her bra with tissues was said to have what two-word alliterative slang? I'm, man, I'm going to know this, too, when I hear it, of course. I'm sure I've heard this in, you know, pop culture. I'm sure it's come up. Maybe it was on the Brady Bunch. I don't know. Uh, but I'm sure I would have heard it before. But it's not coming to me. I'm going to go with, uh, it's alliterative, so I need to. <laughs> and again, I need to be careful because I like this show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm going to go with. uh, mm, No, I don't want to go with that either. I'm going to (laughs) pass. That's the same. Scott does the safe thing and passes it to the lady in the presence. Uh, Daniela, do you know the answer? 
I do not. I was hoping you were going to talk more, so at least I could. I, I'm known. I'm this. known for doing that, and I, I get yelled at on my podcast for talking too much, so I try not to carry it over. Uh, no, you're allowed to talk. Please talk. Okay. <laughs> uh, <sighs> so it's sorry. It's stuffing tissues or napkins in your bra. In the '60s, a girl who stuffed her bra with tissues was said tissues, to have okay. what two-word alliterative slang? Does that make a big difference? Oh, I'm just thinking of the alliteration, to be fair. Was Kleenex around back then? Um, oh, God. Yeah. I, again, probably when I hear it, I'm going to know it, and which is going to drive me crazy because I need to catch up. But nothing is coming to me. I don't know. A fluff and stuff? Fluff and stuff is pretty good, but that's also not alliterative. It is rhyming. No, I know. But uh, you were closer than you think because Kleenex is the first part. It is. She had Kleenex cleavage. Oh, for crying out loud. (laughs) All right. Uh, No points awarded. And Scott, you are going to have to give Daniela either movies, music, news and politics, literature or food. Literature. Literature coming at Daniela. And that one is also the 60s. I'm not clowning around. Several of John le Carre's spy novels from the 60s featured what fictitious British intelligence organization and its agents, George Smiley and Peter Guillaume. Or, yeah, Guillaume. Well, this is going well today. Thanks, guys. It's been great being here. Always fun. I can't remember if it's John le Carre or John le Carre's. I think it's Kari. Uh, fictitious British. Okay, I know MI5 is a real thing. Is MI6 a real thing? Let's try that. MI6. I got nothing. MI6 is incorrect. Scott, can you steal? No, but I'm going to try to use your clue of clowning around and hope that there's some sort of circus theme in there. Um so now where do I go with that? <laughs> that the circus corporation that sounds like a like it should be a thing. Um or is it like the Red Nose Society, which also sounds like it should be a thing. Um and I I don't know where to go with that. So I yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say circus. Maybe it was called circus. The circus is correct. Oh come on. <laughs> Yep. That was the fictitious uh, British intelligence organization from those books. Good. I really need to get better at breaking down the questions. <laughs> I get stuck on like one part and then yeah. the rest of it just goes out the window. Sure. All right. It means Scott got the steal and now Daniela, you're going to have to give him something. All right. Let's give him food. Okay. Sounds good. Your decade is the seventies. Okay. It's thought they were invented to solve the problem of excess dough cut from the donut holes. Duncan followed the yellow brick road and introduced what item in 1972? Munchkins. Munchkins is correct. Those were invented by Tim Hortons and they're called Timbits. When were Timbits? Timbits invented... I am just searching that in. 76. So that means Duncan invented them in 72. Timbits as a cheap ripoff. <laughs> and yet so much better. <laughs> yet so much better. I'd agree with that. I'm a, I'm a Krispy Kreme ma'am. I do not have allegiances to Duncan at all. So. All right. Uh, uh, Dan- Scott, you got to give it to Daniela. News and politics. Okay. And your decade is the 50s. Wow. Okay. Oh, this is to Daniela. Okay. I can already hear that. Daniela is screwed because this is something about American politics. What I'm going to know nothing about. <sighs> On February 27th, 1951, Minnesota became the 36th state to approve the proposed constitutional change that no person shall be elected to the office of president more than twice. Which constitutional amendment number am I referring to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think most Americans don't know that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yep. Oh God. Um, I don't even know how, what number you guys are at now. Eeny, meeny, miny. 
let's say the 18th because it sounds like a nice number. 18th is incorrect. Yeah, I didn't think it would be. Scott, can you steal? No, and that's not good because I am an American. Um, I yeah, I'm I'm not sure what number they were at in 1951. Um, I would imagine they had quite a good amount by then. So I wonder if it's higher than 18. But the yeah, I don't know. That just felt like it was a thing for longer than that. The the presidency rules, but um, I will say the. You know what? Let's make it fun. I'm going to say it was the 19th Amendment. The 19th Amendment is incorrect. Y'all aren't terribly far off, but uh, it was just a little bit more than that. It was the 22nd Amendment to the Constitution. Yeah, I know. Danielle, Noted. you don't have to care. You know, Scott, you should <laughs> put, you could put that in the back brain. Well, I'm not. I don't plan on running for presidency at all. So I'm, 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 I'm good with that one. Okay. All right, Danielle, you got to hope for some steals for a steal here. Uh, and you have to give Scott either movies or music. Uh, let's give him movies. Okay. New decade is the 80s. Okay. Highlander is a British film and television franchise created by screenwriter Gregory Wyden in 1986. From what Scottish clan does the Highlander come? I'm not even going to pretend to know that. Um, a Scottish clan. Mm, I'm going to pass. I have nothing in my head that would even make sense. Okay. All right. Your Highlander knowledge, Daniela, can keep you in this game. So I'll be leaving now. Have a great day. <laughs> it was fantastic. I love you all. You're, you're so much fun. Um, no, I I'm. I have several friends tell me that I need to watch this TV show, that it's fantastic. And... Oh, no, I'm thinking Outlander, not Highlander. I'm completely in a completely <laughs> different field. That's a different show? Um, oh, clan. Um, throw spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. Um, McCavendish. Why not? McCavendish definitely sounds Scottish and is, but there can only be one, and it is not McCavendish. Uh, John, I know, is a fan of this franchise. Oh, I'm not a fan of the franchise, but my wife is, so I would be divorced if I didn't know this. Uh, (laughs) This is Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. It is McLeod. McLeod. All right. And we're still going to finish this game up, and it doesn't matter about scores because we are having a good time here. And that means music is going to be going to Daniela to finish things off. And it's the 90s. Hey, okay. Whoop, there it is. Dominated the charts in the summer of 1993. It wasn't a pair of pro wrestlers, but what hip-hop duo that performed this one-hit wonder? Oh, God. Oh, I know the song. Don't ask me who sings it. Oh, he did. I, I'm exactly what I'm <laughs> I know. I, I know. Later 90s. Come on, just like 95 and on is like my sweet spot. <laughs> this. Oh, God. Who the heck sang this? And Scott definitely knows the answer, so I'm screwed. He's, <laughs> he's nodding. nodding. He's, he's nodding. Who? <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a uh, pair of pro wrestlers is the hint. Remember, you said you wanted to break down my questions better. Think yeah. about it, Daniela. <laughs> That's even wrestling. Like, I, I kind of. You might have made it worse for her. I probably, probably did. <laughs> probably did. Who the heck was a pair of wrestlers in the early 90s? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, uh, obviously, I'm obviously helping too much. I'm being quiet. That's a bad host. One of the things is, I wasn't even looking at you. I was kind of staring off into space. I didn't even see you do it. I think you're helping too little, but it's not your fault. (laughs) Just, just. All right. Scott, put me out of my misery. Tag team. Back again. Tag team. It is. Tag is more the general broad of pair of pro wrestlers. Yeah. No, there was no chance of my ever getting that. Yes. Tag team is correct. 
And that is going to finish round two for us. John, how are things looking? Well, unfortunately for Daniela, she could not make the halfway point. She ended with 30. However, Uh Scott Grimes has a chance to make it into the newly minted wonderful 200 Club. That's right. We have official 200 Club pins that we have created, and we are sending out to anyone who have actually made it into the 200 Club. Wow, this is perfect timing because I just got those in, and they're just being sent out to so far... Of our 175 episodes that we have recorded before this one, only five people have made it into the 200 Club. Scott could be the sixth. He could be joining his fellow benchwarmer, Eric Ede, who is the only one who has done it more than once, and he's actually done it six times. <laughs> Everyone else has only done it once, including Scott uh, Sam Carr, uh, Nick Groves, uh, Megan Walsh, who's our most recent, and also David Abalafia. So there is a chance, but uh, Scott... You may not want to risk it all. I don't know. The glory is pretty important, too, of just winning this show. So that means, uh, Scott, yeah, you got 100. Danielle, you got 30. And so you need to write down. Well, first, we got to pick our categories, and then you write down your wager. So, Scott, you're in the lead. What category do you want going in? Sports. Sports. Okay, (laughs) makes sense. And it will be the 60s. 60 sports. Okay. And, Daniela, what do you want to join with 60 sports? Oh, let's do movies. Why not? Movies, And just know you might have a shot to still win the game and earn your daughter's love uh, back <laughs> because Scott might be going for, for it all. We'll see. Maybe not. <laughs> harsh, Adam. Harsh. I'm not saying harsh. She's probably always loved you. She doesn't love our <laughs> show, apparently. That's, that's <laughs> and uh, for movies, it will be the 70s. All right, so we need the two of you to write down your wager based on 70s movies and 60s sports. 60s sports. Oh, I knew mine before. It didn't matter, so. I got mine, too. (laughs) All right. Okay, Uh, let's get things started off in our 60s sports question. Chicago football fans probably didn't appreciate when a new NBA franchise was established in 1961 in their windy city with the name of what bear rival team and our 70s movies released just six days after star Bruce Lee's death. What 1973 film was among the first films to combine martial arts action with spy film elements and the emerging blaxploitation genre? It would also be Lee's largest grossing film in the box office. Wow, we got uh, a Brandon Lee death question and a Bruce Lee death question. We're keeping it all in the family here. Uh, as we yeah, do. you are. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit of plugging here for our throwback trivia takedown tournament, guys. That's what we are talking today because it's important. We are getting near the end of 2023, which means your ability to join in the tournament is going to be hard closed by the end of this year at midnight on December 31st that are at the stroke of midnight. The beginning of January is your last time. If you want to join the patron at the $5 level, you can then be part of the play in rounds to get into the tournament, which starts in March. So we'll have the tournament uh, play-in rounds up until then and whatnot. So if you want to be part of that tournament, you have to join in before the end of this year. Um, and on top of that, yeah, we will be having 14 play-in rounds. Uh, Jeremy Goodson, who is our former champ, our current champ, will be getting in as the number one seed. And then everyone else will be fighting for a seed after that. But we are doing a special thing. Uh, for this year, we are going to create a pick tournament. Um, We kind of did it last year for fun, just for like some money, but we're not going to do it for money this year. So we're going to do, once all the play-ins get decided, I'm going to send out a pick'em tournament and whoever gets the most pick'ems correct or whoever like scores the most points in that bracket, you don't have to be a patron. It's free to play. Um, Anybody can jump in and be part of that tournament pick'em and whoever predicts who will be, you know, the best winner for that bracket will get the 16th seed in our 2025 tournament so that means the winner will be the first seed and whoever is the winner 
the winner of the actual tournament will be the first seed. The winner of our Pick'em tournament will be the 16th seed. So this is a chance for non-patrons or patrons who did not make it into the tournament a second chance to get in uh, guaranteed to the next tournament. So we are trying that. Besides that, all other tournament stuff is the same kind of as it was last year. We're really excited about it. It goes pretty well. We have a lot of fun with it, a lot of work, but it's good time. So, all right. That's enough. I talked quite a bit about that. Do Scott or Daniela, either, either of you need a question reread? Can I get a reread for the sports question, please? Of course. Chicago football fans probably didn't appreciate when a new NBA franchise was established in 1961 in their Windy City with the name of what Bear rival team? And I'm, I'm good to go. My answers are okay. in. All right. Okay. We are going to start off with Daniela, who sounded oh so confident in the sports question. Uh, what are your answers to the 70s movies and the 60s sports? Uh, the 70s movies, I couldn't name a Bruce Lee movie to save my life, so I got nothing. Um, the sports, I know it's the Chicago, Chicago Bulls, but maybe before that, since because of the bear thing, was it the Grizzlies? Try that. All right. And Scott, where, where, what were your two answers? So I went with one of the few Bruce Lee movies that I can name, but I do remember, I think, hearing that it was his like highest grossing film. So I went with Enter the Dragon for that one. And then the sports question, um, definitely knew this even without the bear rival, because I was like, it's just a weird name to the Chicago Packers. And the answers to our two questions: the uh, re- the movie released just six days after Bruce, Lee- Bruce Lee's death, but it is his is his most highest grossing and best known film is Enter the Dragon. And the 1961 basketball team they eventually changed their name to the Zephyrs the following year, and then became the Baltimore Bullets, and then the Washington Bullets, and then the Washington Wizards. But they started off their franchise as the Chicago Packers, and that just sounds weird to me. But that means Scott. You did get both answers correct. Uh, Daniela, unfortunately, you got both incorrect. So we got to see how things shaped up. Uh, Daniela, what did you wager? I didn't. I knew it wasn't going to go well. And I didn't want to go home with zero. So I went with 20. Okay. And Scott, what did you wager? I, I tried to keep my cool here. Because I, you know, poker face. Um, but I really struggled. I was on an emotional roller coaster because I don't win often at this game, and I get a lot of crap from it from other people on my podcast who have maybe not only won tournaments and made the two hundred club, but have done it six times. Right? I get a lot of crap from people, and so I was like, well, what better way to silence the haters than to join the two hundred club myself? Right? But then I quickly thought, no, you know what? I should just take the win. Because at least, like you said, Adam, it's the glory of knowing that I won. So I was happy doing that. And then I said, no, you know what? F you, Eid. I'm taking the 200 club. I wagered 100. Let's go. All right. John, let us know the final score and who might have joined an elusive club. All right. With a final score of 200 to 10, the newest member of the 200 club. (laughs) Mr. Scott Grimes. Yeah, you're going to be officially pinned, sir. You are number six. Adam, you can can pin me anytime. (laughs) Yeah, baby. (laughs) In the row. We can be a tag team. Back again. Pin each other. Uh, Congrats, buddy. I'm I'm shocked that this has been going. We got another one so quickly, but well-earned. Uh, Daniela, that was a fun matchup. You did a great time. It was, it was hard fought. <laughs> I love that great job went out the window. You, you, did, hey. you did a great time. <laughs> <laughs> you did a job. Okay, you, you, did, was, a, you did a thing. <laughs> you did a thing. It wasn't a good thing, but you did it a was, thing. You, I, as long as I'm you kidding. had fun, that's all that I met, that I care. I about. always have a great time here. So Fantastic. happy all to right. be on again. Well, we'll save the last words for Scott. That means Danielle, you get to say any parting words that you wish to right now. Alrighty. Well, first of all, I got I got to thank my other half for keeping the Munchkins quiet um, because the Timbits, uh, the Timbits, <laughs> um, uh, they are. Uh, otherwise, they would have been running in and out of here. So I very much am appreciative. Um, however, I am a huge proponent of mental health. Um, I took my uh, own mental health in my own hands after I had my second child and really t- started to take it seriously at thirty six uh finally got diagnosed with adhd it is never too late to understand the way your brain works even if you've already kind of compensated for how it works um so 
sometimes it's okay to put yourself first and take care of yourself. Get his great advice. Uh, Scott, what do you have to say that is probably less important than that? It's it's undoubtedly less important than that. Now I feel like I shouldn't even plug anything. Uh, I said at the beginning I wouldn't, but now I will. Please go listen to the Benchwarmers Sports Trivia Podcast. We have two members of the Throwback Trivia Takedown 200 Club um, as members of of that podcast. So if you want to hear two members of the (laughs) Throwback Trivia Takedown 200 Club, listen to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Honestly, we just have a great time. Even if sports isn't your thing, even if trivia is not your thing, if, you know, laughs and people ragging on each other is your thing, you're, you're still going to have a good time. Adam doesn't know anything, and he's still been on the show <laughs> several yeah, times, and, and, and he's had a great time. So, um, you know, we just really enjoy doing it. We, we're closing in on four years now, which is unbelievable, but, you know, we wouldn't be there without the support. And I know a lot of people who listen to this show also listen to us already, so thank you so much for your support. And if you don't listen to us, please do. And if you do, tell a friend, because we are always looking for new people. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Daniela. Thank you, Scott. You guys had a a fun time. It was a very good episode and we got us a new member of the 200 club that we are extremely excited about that. Tell all your friends, wear the pin, show off to everybody. Oh, I will be. You are uh, in a very uh, elite group right there, Scott. Uh, So for John, for Daniela and for Scott, I'm Adam. This has been another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. 